Mr. McGrath. Mr. Gorns, how are you? Another day, another Australian dollar. There you go. There you go. The Aussie dollar's not doing that great right now. I remember back when it was parody with the American dollar. Those were good times. A lot of eBay spending. (laughs) (laughs) Back then, I was really obsessed with mountain bikes. So I was buying mountain bike parts like they were going out of fashion. You got to spend your money on something. So how are you this week? You do. You do. Yeah, I'm good. You had, uh, you had, you had, Jay on last week. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I felt a little guilty in that, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I threw you under the bus a couple of times. But, you know, it was nice having him on. You were you were doing well, something um, rather exciting, though, which I just, like, I'm absolutely gagging to hear about. So you're going to just spill it and we'll get into it? Or what are we going to do? Well, no, I, before, before I do, I did just want to say a big thanks to Jay Reed for stepping in last week while I was away for reasons, as you say, that I'm going to be discussing on today's pod. I, and I thought Jay was a great guest. He was interesting. Um, he was funny, really a perfect standing, a stand-in. But that does bring me to something I want to say directly to Jay. And Jay, that is, if you think that you can take my seat, you've got another thing coming, Buster. Don't think your little quip about working with an Aussie went through to the keeper. I didn't come down in the last shower, sunshine. I've got my eye on you. You may have fired shots my way, but it means I know you're there and I'm watching you. Comprende? Comprende. Welcome to Kerbin Canyon. You know, I think that's part of Jay's problem. People aren't watching him, so y- you are watching him. Really. <laughs> One of <laughs> low blow, brother. Oh, that's, low blow. That's that's hilarious. Well, there was something about me going down to the docks and having to use ointment, or I don't was... know, Andy. I don't know. You know, <laughs> you, you say things on the fly which you might not mean, which you haven't researched fully, but you know, you believe in your heart of hearts are true. Only yeah, just based on rumor and innuendo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but mate, I missed you. You yeah, you weren't here last week. I was talking to Jay. It was like the auto amateur podcast had come back from the grave and Curve and Canyon was put on hold a little bit. But we did do a welcome to Curve yeah. and Canyon. I, I actually I felt quite special that I got to say it last week. I got to say it. Well, you can well, you, you can say it whenever you like. It was yeah, um yeah. I got to say that. It was it was a good episode. It was a really good episode. Well, I'm glad. I I'm glad. You. But um yeah, I missed you mate and I'm glad I'm you know, I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad that we're back together on the podcast today, but seriously man, I am like chomping at the bit. I this is not going to be cool. You can try and be cool about this, okay? I am not going to be cool. At all. Okay. 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 Um, so, yes, I was away last week. Because um, no, no, we... No, wait, uh, no, no. Just spit what? it out. What? what? Spit it out. Spit it out. Am I burying the lead? You tell him. You tell him. And he got a GT4. Ah! <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Let's go back to the story. <laughs> I got a GT4. Um, yeah. A long time dream. I've been lusting after these cars forever. Uh, honestly, didn't think I could find a way of doing it without selling uh, my beloved little green, um, which I wasn't willing to do, um, but have somehow found a way to make it work. 
Um, just probably just told my kids they need no education and school lunches <laughs> for the next five years. <laughs> but I did. I, so I, um, I, I found this car. It was on on car sales. It was a bit of a long process. I'd nearly done a nearly done a deal on another one, um, and then I I was that annoying buyer that backed out of that deal. Oh really? Um, yeah. <laughs> It just didn't feel right, and I, I still, to this day, I'm not quite sure what it was about that car that didn't feel right. I, I don't think it was the car. I actually think it was, actually think it was me. But um, this car had everything I wanted, and um, you know, it was just a really good example, good price, etc. And I just kind of figured um, the way values are going, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it now, and you know. There's always that danger that you buy at the top of the market and then everything just comes tumbling down. I don't think that's really a risk. I think- Well, not for GT cars. No, that's right. So let me so let me backtrack a little bit. It's a 981, so a first-gen GT4, um, black on black uh, with the extended leather pack inside, uh, deviated red stitching, yes. red seat belts, yes. uh, carbon, the carbon fiber pack. Oh. <laughs> so it's it's- it's the interior is the James McGrath spec. Oh my uh, god! Absolutely, just um, it's. I'm so aroused right now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, look, the only the only spec change I would have made to it is uh, it's got black wheels, and I'm not a huge fan of black wheels on a black car. Um, so we may have those repainted. Oh, get over yourself. Well, we may have those repainted, but anyway, it's so 981 for the first gen low kilometers i kind of figure given that it's virtually now virtually impossible to order a new 718 gt4 yeah and that 718 model still has a few years to run i, I you know that makes the rarity of these first gen gt4s um, something something that i think is going to make their values hold if not go yeah. north yeah. not that I, not not that i'm buying it for investment purposes at all it's more for me a fear of holy shit i don't want to lose money um yeah you know because it's 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 for someone i'm not i'm not mr jww i'm not shmi 150 i you know this is a big deal for me buying a car like this it's a big, yeah okay. a big financial outlay um so anyway so yes that that the motivation is definitely to experience something from porsche's gt department and <sighs> I drove a 981 GTS, which was amazing, really, really lovely, um, but it was almost a victim of its own success. It was such a beautiful car to ride, impeccable um, sort of ride quality, and just didn't quite light the fire in, in the way that I was hoping it might. And then, oh, really? Uh, my fr- no, it just – look, partly because I didn't have the opportunity to drive it anywhere interesting i i got to drive it around suburban streets okay. i did a i did a um a freeway on ramp pull which was ace um but you know other other than that it i think if i'd taken it into the hills and into the twisties i might have had a dip, very different view of it okay um, okay but 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 I, I just drove it in the wrong way but anyway my friend called me up um uh, good pal pj and said listen i know you just drove that gts Come and take my GT4 for a drive. You, you need to experience it and okay. just do the comparison, which was great of him. Um, so I actually had the car a couple of days, and I think I told you his car had a Recaro pole position in it, which was oh yeah, which that's made right. Me laugh. 
What a loser. Yeah, yeah. What a loser. Well, he's a tall dude. He's a, he's a really tall cat. Like, <laughs> And it was either it was either put a pole position in or cut a sunroof into the GT4. Um, so anyway, that gave me a really good taste of the difference between a GT4 and a GTS. And I just thought, you know what? This this is probably the one time I'm going to do this. Let's stretch. Let's, let's go for that oh, GT mate. car. Just so good. I'm so... so- I just can't stop telling you how excited and happy I am for you. I know, I know, I know. You sent me a couple of photos. I just like was, I I was saving into my phone and blowing them up and like looking at them and checking out the spec. And uh, mate, it's an absolutely, absolutely gorgeous car. Are we going to start seeing some of it hopefully on social media? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not waving the flag too hard for it, but yeah, it'll definitely appear on social media for sure. And there'll, there'll be, there'll certainly be video content to come. Um, so the, 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 the experience of collecting it was great. We, so it was in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne, which is about a thousand kilometers. I think it is 900, something like that, uh, south of Sydney. So my son and I flew up, um, last Thursday. Oh, nice. And collected, collected the car in the afternoon, stayed in Sydney that night. And I've got to say, it's funny because when you first get in the car, when it's cold, when the, when the dampers are all cold, it's actually a kind of a – it's kind of a, a – it's not the most comfortable ride. <laughs> and the roads in Sydney are appalling and it was raining. And so I was driving it along and I'm shaking about and thinking, <laughs> okay, okay, have I just made a really expensive mistake here? <laughs> Um, but then we got up in the morning, had breakfast, and then hit the road. It's 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 around a nine hour drive from from Sydney to Melbourne, and we we're just going to come straight straight through. So once we cleared the Sydney traffic, I mean it was raining, it was drizzling all, all morning. Um, then we got onto the highway. It, it, I, I said to my son after lunch, I said I've still not done a, a first gear acceleration in this car yet. Like I've not. I've not done a, I'm not right. a standing start or anything. Um, but uh, we then, after lunch, I, I just decided we had to detour off the highway. I needed to find some twisty road somewhere to just enjoy the car a little bit. And we found uh, there's a road I've driven a few times which has about 10 minutes of twisties on it. And, dude, I just... <laughs> it's an incredible car. It is an incredible car. The the turning is so sharp. It's just it's like telepathic. You you think about turning and the car's already doing it. It's wow. just amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's got the stock exhaust, but window down, which it's kind of got two different personalities. Window up, it's all induction. Yeah. And and what's actually really interesting about the GT4 is it has this you know when you hear um when you see in car footage of of you know like Porsche race cars or any touring cars and they have those straight cut gears and you hear that transmission whine? Yeah. It's yeah. got that. It's okay. got that sound. Um and so when you're on it if you got windows up you hear induction and the transmission whine it's it sounds full race car and then windows down it's just exhaust it it the sound is wow. ace it's absolutely ace i can only imagine what it would sound like with a you know an aftermarket product on it but so i did manage to drive a few a few good roads on it uh which was which was mega the the cup 2 tires in the wet are Exactly as diabolical as everybody 
sense. Oh, really? <laughs> they're, um, they're not a great wet weather tire. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, dude. Well, because they just they just take so long to warm up. They're okay in, when it's damp, but yeah. So I've I've actually already um, changed swapped those out for PS4s, which. Nice. I know most people keep the Cup 2s on, but for the driving I'm going to be doing, this is the car I'm going to take to Tassie, um, Tasmania for our non-Australian <laughs> listeners. Uh, this is the car I'm going to take to Tasmania. You know, in all in all um, uh, probability, we'll have rain down there. I'm always driving in the rain, so I don't want to be really having to back ride off because I don't trust the rubber under the yeah, car. Yeah. So, yeah. PS4s were were the only way to go, um, and it's it, it's it's I've I've not had a chance to really drive it properly yet, but the drives I have done in it, it's it's freaking awesome. It's I can't wait. Awesome. I can't wait to hear more about it, um, and because I don't know too many people that have had 911s exclusively and then moved over to the Cayman platform. I, I've known people who have gone yeah. from Cayman to 911. I've known people who have only ever driven Caymans or have only ever driven 911s. But to have yeah. somebody, you know, who understands cars like you do, who has actually both of them, you know, at the same time, it's going to be really interesting for me. And I imagine a lot of our listeners to hear you talk about the differences or the similarities and, you know, what, what really sets apart the um the 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 mid engine from the rear engine and and you know one from the other um people people ask about that all the time and you know and i think there aren't many people out there that can can really talk to it intelligently so the pressure's on son i want to hear about it yeah well you know it's interesting because in spite of the platform being different as you say mid engine versus rear engine one of the things i've found with it in the time that i've had it so far is it actually reminds me of my 964, and by that I mean that the 964 is an uncompromising, um, purposeful car in the way that it yeah. is now set up. And this feels a bit the same. It fe- it kind of feels like a modern version of that. It it reminds me the torque and the uh, responsiveness, uh, particularly mated to that manual gearbox, reminds me of my friend's 997. The size kind of feels like a 997 or even a 996 um the size the size feels perfect actually yeah um so it so it's really just that that difference of you know balance with 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 the mid-engine platform versus the rear engine and and yeah and i'm sure that'll come to the fore and, and become apparent um as i drive it more that said it is still it's unmistakably porsche and you know the the interior is kind of like a it's like a compact version of a 991 sure you know it's it's yeah, it, yeah, it, it feels it, it feels super familiar yeah. it, it, like everything it, the switch gear everything the dash it's it's all very 991 so it feels right. um feels very familiar to me very at home but then you know when I've driven it you know I went out with my wife in it who she loves it she just she adores the way it looks um although actually I'll tell you something about that in a minute um but you know, looking across at her or my son in the passenger seat, they're closer. You know, it's not like a 991. Yeah, they're right yeah, there, which is yeah. which is that kind of classic sports car experience and, and very much more akin to what I have in the 964. But, you know, I mentioned this transmission wine before. So, 
this we we got home on the Friday night. Saturday morning, my, my wife Kath said, "Well, are you going to take me for a drive?" And I said, "Yeah, of course. Let's let's go out for breakfast." And we we drove up into the hills right near my house. We had breakfast, nice drive up there, and we're driving back, and um, <laughs> I can hear the transmission whine. It's quite at, at times it can be quite intrusive, and I was just driving along, noticing it. <laughs> and she says to me, "So, um, do you do you like that noise?" which is which is none too subtle code for i really dislike that noise Um, i i have a wife who speaks the same language (laughs) right yes yes (laughs) they tend to um i said well darling you know it's a it's a motorsport product and it's out of it's out of the gt department so it's yeah that's part of the magic of and i'm sitting there i'm i'm listening to myself trying to formulate some kind of believable and credible response that even i'm not buying and so and and so we're driving like 60 kilometers an hour right it's a low speed area and so i i just i thought hmm Let's just go one gear higher. So I went into fifth, and it and it really just mitigated it. It just brought the noise way down. So I thought, okay, when I've got Kath in the car, I've really just got to bring the just drive in a higher gear than I normally would, unless I'm unless I'm on it, yeah, and then you yeah. really don't hear that transmission whine so much. Tire noise is insane. It is uh-huh. really loud in the cabin. Um, and and I know that's true of a lot of modern. Uh, Porsches. It's a it's a common a common trait, but yeah, it's quite dramatically loud. Even with the PS4s, I'm like, oh wow, okay, that'll that's 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 certainly there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but you know, you don't buy these cars to be quiet, right? You buy them for for that. Drive them on the edge. Feel that yeah, this is the pinnacle of what what Porsche can do on that platform. So I can't wait to get to know it a little better. Oh, that's just phenomenal. Uh, f- absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it doesn't need to be Kath proved. Don't tell Kath that if she's listening. Well, if she's listening, sorry, Kath, but that's what I think. <laughs> I, I, no, I've t- I, I banned her from listening after she commented on your voice and then the sort of Chris Hemsworth quality that it seems to project. So, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, she's, not, she's not allowed to listen anymore. What a compliment. What a compliment. Awesome. She didn't say Chris Hemsworth, by the way. I did. Oh. Uh, so either she, way, she, she just. I'll take I it. think. I think her comment was. Her comment was something like, "Wow, yeah, you know, James has just got this great, lovely, deep voice, and then, and you know, and, and there's you as well." <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Andy. Hey, well, you know. By the way, I'm yeah. glad you uh, clarified what Tazzy is. Uh, even I had to guess that one, and I've been watching Neighbors forever. But I guess that was Tasmania. How, how long is that trip going to be? And and wait a minute, don't you have to take a boat to get to Tasmania? It's an island, isn't it? No, it is. Have you ever? Have you? Ever, yeah. No. When I was a kid, I saw the film The Black Stallion, and uh, I remember the start of that movie. It starts with this shipwreck scene. The kid, he's on this ship, and it sinks, and the horse saves him. And ever since then, my whole life, I've had this real fear of ships. Oh, and no. I, I've never, I've never been on a ship. I've literally, I've, like, I've done oh, really? ferries or whatever. No, hundred percent. I've never, because cruising does not interest me at all. Uh, you know, once, perhaps when I graduate to knee high socks and white leather shoes, that'll become something I want to do. But no, I have no interest in cruises. So yes, we have to, 
there's a there's a boat called the Spirit of Tasmania, which is a big, a gigantic ferry, and you it, it it sails twice every day. There's I think two of them, so you can either sail during the day or overnight. Um, so we are going to sail overnight on a Thursday night. Okay. Um, arrive in Tassie. Arrive in Tassie Friday morning, and then we basically have three days of rally in Tassie uh, before catching the ferry back Sunday night, although I'm actually going to stick around. Um, Kath is going to fly over and meet me oh, in nice. Tasmania, and then, and then we'll do a couple of extra days down there ourselves, which is going to be really, Th- really Those nice. waters are a bit sharky, aren't they? You, you really want to make sure you, you don't go down. Bass Strait, yep. Yep, very sharky. Very shark-heavy area. Um, to be honest, if the ship goes down, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm imagining like the final scene of the Titanic. You know when it when when you know when the ship when it goes vertical and the, you just see those people like fall That's and smack right. into stuff. That's that'll right. that that'll be me. Just say just save my GT4. Exactly. I'm just picturing Kath trying to figure out where you are and there you are inside the GT4 by yourself. I'm with you, baby. I'm going down with you. <laughs> I'd try and like launch it or something like just start it and see. Absolutely brilliant. Just see if you can. It'll be, yeah, yeah. So we got a short one this week, Andy. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited for you with this car. This is absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait to see the social media come out on it. Um, the fact that you've got the red deviated stitching and uh, all that good stuff is just the icing on the cake for me. It must be for you as well. But we've got a really special guest next week. Do you want to, uh, do you want to whet the appetite of um, the, the folks who are going to be tuning in for a very special guest? Yeah, can't wait for next week. I'm, 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 I'm quite su- not surprised. Um, I still can't quite believe we've 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 got this guy uh, joining us. It's Chris Cluel from from Overcrest, who I've been a big fan of for a long time, and and he was super nice. I reached out to him and said, "Chris, would you be on the pod?" His response, uh, and I kid you not, was, "I'd be honoured. I'd be honoured." What? I was amazed by that. He's just been super keen, <laughs> super positive. So I'm really looking forward to chatting to him. Yeah, I, I, I am too. I've met Chris a couple of times um, at Cars and Coffee. He's a Minnesotan here in the in the area. Um, Is that I, a thing, by the way? Minnesotan? Minnesotan. Yeah. If you're from Minnesota, you are a Minnesotan. Yeah. I only figured that one out recently. Are you – and you're good, you're, you're, you're good with using that? Um. Yeah, the one that I'm not particularly keen on is that if you live in Minneapolis, you are a Minneapolitan, apparently. I would have thought like a, a mini Minneapolis. Yeah, okay. Well, you said uh, hang on, anyway. Does, yeah, because wait, because wait, what are you if you live in Minneapolis? You sound like some kind of ice cream flavor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're no, a Neapolitan. Yeah. Chris is a local guy. I've met him a couple of times at Cars and Coffee. Really super lovely guy. Um, I I don't know too much about his podcast. I don't I. I've got to say, I don't admit, I've only, I don't even listen to a single Overcrest podcast, but I follow him religiously on Instagram. And um, because of the, uh, the, well, first off, the Minnesota connection, but also um, his vintage uh, 9-11 and um, the photography, you know, he, he puts out great content, super knowledgeable. Oh, and yeah. just seeing him wrenching on all these other different cars while his 9-11's been in the shop, um, I, I'm excited as well, but for very different reasons but it's going to be great uh, i'm looking forward to having yeah it is it is I'm, I'm expecting he just seems to me to be someone who is as far as being 
knee deep in their enthusiasm in terms of passion for it. I just think he has that in a way that that, that a lot of people seem to miss and yeah. seems to, I think, have a sense of what's really important about these things. So I, I just, yeah, I'm looking forward to drilling into that with him. Nice. Well, Andy, always a pleasure. And um, I, I would say it was an honour, but I, I wouldn't go that far. Chris is nicer than I am, but it, it was nice speaking <laughs> it, with you. It mate. hasn't been an honour for me. It's not been an honour for me. It's been, it's been a chore, um, but, you know, I do it for the listeners. <laughs> good lad, good lad. All right, well, take care, and everybody, thank you for tuning in. Catch Andy on The Last Rasp, uh, Instagram and YouTube. I'm James from Auto Amateur, and this has been an episode of Curb and Canyon. Take care. Bye. See ya.